to talk about toxicity with friends and family, um, how it affects us, how to handle it, um, how to identify it. Um, I know for me, um, I wasn't able to identify it before, so I didn't really understand exactly um, how toxic my environment was within my household and within my family, which is really crazy. So that's some of the things that we're going to talk about today. Okay, so I wanted to talk about um, toxicity, and it's amazing how something can be hidden right there in front of you, plain as day, and if you don't know what the signs are, what the warning signs, the red flags are, how you could go so long oblivious to what's going on right in front of you, in your home, within your family, um, I mean, we all have family members that we try to avoid and, um, you know, try to keep from getting into conversations or altercations because it, it's triggering and it also has this domino effect of going into other conversations. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to talk about that because I didn't realize how toxic my environment was until I was displaced. I didn't realize how um, one of my parental figures was putting another parental figure before me, before my sister. Um, and now that I'm a mom, and at the time my son was five, uh, once I realized what was going on, I knew I had to leave the situation because I didn't want my child growing up in that environment and thinking that the things that he was hearing or seeing was normal. So um, let's let's look into some warning signs. So I just want to make it clear, I'm not a medical professional. I'm not a therapist, a psychiatrist. Um, a lot of these issues I realized that were going on within my family once I started learning what toxicity was, what narcissism was, and I started doing my own research um, using medical journals and um, medical websites. Once I started defining things and relating it to situations I had been in, um, that's what gives me the knowledge that I can speak on this now. So. I just want to make it clear I have no medical background um, so yeah so some of the things that I'm gonna bring up well most of them can be related to whether you're in a relationship with someone or just in communications with family or friends uh, you don't necessarily need to have a sexual relationship with someone for these toxic traits to be possible so one of the big ones which even affected me to the point where I was becoming negative um, was uh, perpetuating negativity. So people constantly poking holes in your ideas or plans or goals. Goals. Um, I've always been a goal person and it was like whenever I would bring something up, um, that's not going to work, that's not possible, you know, this, that, and the third. Um, people are always constantly downing and some of the things they might say, you know, it might 
sound legitimate and they could be valid but if it's constantly happening no matter what comes out of your mouth whether it's a, a little goal or a big goal if there's no evidence of them supporting you and it's always something negative that is a red flag um restricting or controlling you these are a huge red flag period i don't care if it's your best friend husband girlfriend um or co-worker um because keep in mind controlling you is not only a toxic trait but it goes further than that it, it could even be a red flag for abuse mental or physical um and I know in a lot of relationships, people like a little bit of control and some people thrive off of it. They like to be told what to do. And in a situation with two consenting adults, that's fine. But when someone is telling you what you should and shouldn't wear, what you can and can't wear, where you can and can't go, who you can and can't speak to, um, and then using guilt trips to make it okay to talk to you in that way that is a huge huge red flag so if you have someone who is trying to restrict any of your decisions or control how you do or say things that right there if if there are no other red flags that should still be something that you should be concerned about and if you think that's the only red flag then address it maybe there's a misunderstanding maybe but I highly doubt it I really do. No one should be controlling you that much. Not even a mother to their own child. Um, another one, lack of trust. Constantly being accused of cheating. Um, I had this issue in my last relationship um, where she was constantly accusing me of cheating, which I never gave her any reason to. But come to find out why. Because she was cheating. So... And, and and don't let me get too far to the subject because it will it'll come up again in another podcast but usually the person doing the most accusing is the one that's doing the cheating or or trying to cheat another form of um toxicity um abuse is uh isolation trying to keep you from friends and family, people that you've dealt with on a regular basis, people that you've been close to for years, your best friends. And a lot of the time, if it's someone who's not related to you, it's it'll boil down to the cheating again. Um, you know, isolating you um, from people who might be able to catch what this other person's doing or... Uh, it takes some third party a lot of the time to realize like, okay, you're not in a healthy relationship. And again, it doesn't mean a dating or a marriage. Like, Hey, I, you know, the way your mom talks to you, I don't, I don't know. That doesn't, that doesn't sound right. Your mom seems to have, um, an issue with letting you be an adult, those kind of things. So another big one is using personal information against you. I had this issue in a relationship once before, um, matter of fact, this, I've, I've had different forms of toxicity, but this one was a new one for me out, outside of 
um, my family toxicity where um, a person was using personal information against me. So taking things that I confided in them, secrets, um, my deepest, darkest fears, concerns, whatever the case may be, and that person was using it against me. So whenever we would get into an argument and it would have nothing to do with one another, then it would come up how bad of a person I was or how I said this to one person or how I thought this idea and, you know, that made it that I wasn't worth shit or whatever. That's a huge red flag. So if someone's using personal information against them, if 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 you have enough of trust in a person to give them, you know, your deepest, darkest thoughts or, or concerns, and then they turn around and throw it in your face, get rid of them, just dead it. And, 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 and I'm sitting here saying all of this, and mind you, I just got out of a relationship not too long ago. I'm saying all this out loud because I need to hear it too don't feel bad that you feel bad that you want to keep being in communications with this friend or family member or even boyfriend girlfriend whatever the case may be um just realize you have to work up the courage and the energy to ignore block delete change your number change your email you know even communicate to mutual acquaintances please don't tell me about so-and-so don't tell them anything about me it is a lot of work, um, but hopefully after doing some research on your own and looking up different toxic traits and trying to figure out where you can pinpoint red flags in your life that you might have been overlooking before or already questioning, um, that this could prevent me, you, anyone else, someone close to you that you love from getting involved with people or staying involved with people who are toxic to them, um, so another issue is no boundaries and that could be physical mental or financial um people making financial decisions for you that it involves you but they didn't ask your opinion or um physical boundaries uh keep touching something of yours especially after you explicitly explain please don't go in my room and take this that or the third i don't like people in my room um, so like I said, a lot of this stuff is um, can go three, four different ways. It could be family, friends, um, parents, or someone that you're in a relationship with. Um, but yeah, so there's, there's a lot of red flags. But if you have any questions, I'm going to have it set up that you guys can click and go directly to my email for the podcast and you can specify whether you just want me to answer the question or if you'd like me to answer the questions on a separate Q&A episode or even better if you want to call in and we could talk about some things um, live over the air. In addition to all the toxicness, one of the biggest toxic um, character traits is narcissism and I know the term lately has been getting uh, thrown around very loosely but it is a real thing um, and I feel like from personal experience it can cause a lot of damage to its victims and 
I want to say this, that everyone has some narcissistic traits. No one is 100% not narcissistic, but um, if you have more than a few of those traits or you notice someone has more than a few of those traits and you care about them, I suggest you offer your two cents and suggest that they seek help, which I've done that for people before, uh, especially my last um, relationship where it's it's not like you're telling a murderer hey i know you're a murderer and i want you to go get help for it and they're gonna kill you i mean i'm not i'm not saying they won't blow up at you you know you're accusing them of having a fault or faults so i'm not telling you to expect a open arm welcome kind of response but if you care about the person like i cared about that person hey, I noticed that, you know, there's some things personality-wise that you do that could be problematic and could cause harm to you or other people. Hopefully they listen, but sometimes they don't. Um, so, yes, narcissism. I um, have had personal experience with this in my childhood. But of course, I didn't know what it was back then. I didn't know until recently what it was. Um, and one of my, um, one of the adults in my life, I have experienced the most consistent of the narcissism with them. And a couple of the bulletin points the, um, they have a an excessive amount of passive aggression. Um, they are um, very crafty at using manipulation to get what they want. Um, they're highly sensitive to criticism. So they might have that crybaby trait where, you know, you, God forbid, you tell them that shirt sure, looks horrible on them. But they'll turn around and, you know, tell you you should die because of how you look. Like, that's how extreme they are. Like, they can say the craziest things to you. And if you give them just a little bit of a constructive criticism, it's like the world is coming to an end. And how dare you talk to them like that? Um, they do tend to put themselves down. They love playing the victim role. And I'm not saying all narcissists intentionally do this um, because there are some people who are narcissistic and they don't really realize it. And I'm not really sure how to explain this, but I had a lot of narcissistic tendencies. I was very self-centered and it was learned and self-taught behavior that I got from... Uh, being in the environment I was in and I didn't realize the things I was doing but boy let me tell you once I figured out what it was I was like wow I've been doing this for a really long time had no idea um and it was it's kind of funny because it was kind of like a switch that was just flipped on um so kind of shy withdrawn um a lot of narcissists have a really 
fun personality. Sometimes they're the life of the party, which makes it really hard to believe how toxic they are. And I had this situation with one of my exes where you would have never known and people didn't. So I was made to look out to be the bad person, um, which is fine. That's also something that I feel like people need to learn that comes with the territory. You can't worry about what other people are saying because they're only getting that other person's one side. And that took a lot for me to learn and try to adjust to. And I'm still not really comfortable with the idea because I don't like people telling lies on me. But as the saying goes, what you think about me isn't my business. Um, but yeah, they'll, they play the victim role or, oh, you know, I always help people out and no one does anything for me and this, that, and the third and people use me. Um, but usually they're typically, um, shy withdrawn. So they'll avoid a lot of situations and it's probably more so because they get the vibe. Not everyone's believing their bullshit. Um, they also, um, have feelings of um depression anxiety emptiness um which don't get that confused a lot of people do suffer from depression and anxiety i've noticed nowadays don't think just because you have depression that you're a narcissist um but they have a constant fear of, of um failure um they over idolize expectations that don't match up with real life Oh, excuse me. Like, um, for example, um, they don't even uh, own a home, but, oh, I should be driving a $100,000 car. You make $35,000 a year. Like, that doesn't, it's not even remotely close to feasible. Um, a, a big red flag with narcissists, but also negative people. So it is something to look out for in general holding grudges let me tell you something stress takes years off of your life i used to be a very stressful person i've held grudges from the fifth grade um they are vengeful which also makes it like a part two problem of holding grudges where it's like oh well you know she made me spill tea on my shirt six years ago and I had to take it to the cleaners and it cost me $80 to clean it and uh, I'm going to cut all of her tires. Like, narcissists can be very vengeful and they will hold grudges till the day they die and a lot of the time it's nothing nowhere near worth it and I'm not discrediting anyone's feelings but from, again, personal experience, there have been plenty of times where I've heard come out of my partner's mouth about something someone did to them umpteen years ago and I'm just like okay it's okay to be mad but we're gonna get over this we're gonna move past this um envy not being in a certain place of position at work um you know they're driving a six-year-old car meanwhile their cousin just bought a, a brand new car a week ago they're always worried about what other people have versus what they don't have. They're not grateful what they have at the moment. Um, they completely um, don't appreciate what they have uh, going for them. And they're always worried about the next, the next. But what if and why not? 
Um, so yes, that constant feeling of inadequacy. Um, that can, you know, it triggers a bunch of different things. Shame, a lot of the time it's anger. Um, and they feel powerless, like they have no control. But the thing is, though, we all have direct control of what's going on in our lives. And if you really have an idea or a goal and you've thought it out and set it out, anything is possible. And again, I say that from experience. It's one of the things that I learned after figuring out that I had a lot of narcissistic traits, that I was keeping myself from doing a lot of things, from being happy, um, and no one was in my way but me. I was my biggest critic, and I am extremely hard on myself even to this day, which